Hi, my name is Francis McDonald, and I am CEO of Lift Power. And Lift is focused on developing hard rock lithium deposits in Canada. You are. Uh, good to see you again, Francis. Uh, I know you've been trotting around the world and talking to um, all sorts of investors uh, from Australia to, to uh, Canada as well. So thanks for joining us, making time just for Christmas. I um, saw the press release yet again, more high-grade um, uh, assays coming out of the ground. Um, tell us about the latest batch. Yeah, sure. So again, we put out drill results on Tuesday morning, which is the uh, the pattern that we've had. So we'll keep doing that going into the new year. And today's highlights were from the Shorty Pegmatite and also from the Phi Southwest Pegmatite. So Shorty was uh, high grade, 20 meters at 1.52%, I think it was. And so 1.52%, that is quite high grade um, and 20 meters of it is 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 pretty significant and then phi was another great intersect i think it was uh, 26 meters at 1.12 percent so pretty solid there as well and we've been putting out batches of between five and eight drill holes on each press release and and i think this is keeping people's attention we keep putting out good news every week and when you look at the actual hit rates of our drilling, I mean, we're, we're hitting on probably between 80 and 90% of the holes. And this is because of the uniqueness of the Yellowknife project. We have these outcropping lithium pegmatites where we see spodumene on surface, and we're just drilling underneath these in a systematic fashion. Right. Okay. So 80 to 90% hitting, and by hitting, you mean hitting grades, which you believe are commercial economic right yeah yeah that's so right. this is the question for you you said to me a couple of interviews ago that the kind of secret sauce to this is before everyone sort of jumps in on jumps on the bandwagon is to move at pace to, to advance and expedite matters so talk to me about how you're coming at your drilling in terms of the targeting and in, in terms of the whole the whole modeling um that you're starting to see which delivers to that expedited theory of yours Sure. So I think um, if you can see what I have up on screen here, this is the drill plan that we were executing this year. And you can see it's it's pretty systematic. We've been doing uh, 50 meter centers in the upper parts of the deposits. So when I say centers, that's a grid in, in the third dimension um, going into the, into the earth and then stepping out on 100 meters uh, away as we go deeper. So it's the idea here is that we're drilling off a resource and this is the first season that we've been up there. Uh, it's a bit of a high risk strategy. You go into an exploration project and you say, we're going to commit 34,000 meters to it. But again, it is because of the unique nature of the Yellowknife project where we have these outcropping dikes and we're just drilling underneath them and defining what's in the third dimension. When they stick out of the ground, we know two dimensions. We know the length of it and we know the width of it. And we're just looking to define the depth of it at this point. So that's the that's the kind of go big or go home kind of uh, strategy that we've taken. And we'll continue that in the winter program. We expect to be drilling, uh, I think it's January 7th. We're going to start up with six drill rigs again. Right. And you, I mean, it's quite a big, big program. You come in and say, go big or go, go, big or go home sounds risky. But in your case, you're saying you've got two, two out of the three dimensions, so uh, it, it's not it's not risky at all. So of the 34,000 meters, where are we at uh, currently? Yeah, so 34,000 meters has been completed, and 
we're just gearing right, up okay. for another 25,000 meters. So in April, we'll have drilled about 60,000 meters within uh, nine months. So we are putting a lot of meters into this. We're putting a lot of money into it. And this is leading to a inferred resource estimate that we plan to put up uh, around August or September of next year. Okay, fine. And what does that do for you? And what... Why, why are you rushing to this end point? Isn't it as a Canadian model, just drill this thing out and work out how, you know, how big this thing could be? Yeah, well, that's that's part of it. I think you need to show people how big it can be. And kind of that resource statement, especially the first one, that's kind of, it's it's a box in people's mind. You know, it's, it's how big is that box? Um, and there are obvious extensions. We can always go down dip. On things, but you know, we need to show people that this is a world class camp. It's a world class resource, and then that's the first step. We 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 collected bulk samples for metallurgy this summer. Uh, we're going to start the hydrogeology and geotechnical studies this winter as well, and so that's all going to feed into a PEA that will come out shortly after the resource estimate. And yes, we want to make it big. But we also want to show that there's positive economics on it as well. Okay, so so that so that's kind of critical. That's credit. That's critical. Why? Because you, you've got to think about the end game for you guys. Wherever you take that to, you're explorers and helping historically explorers who make discoveries. But um, again, with that expedited component, you've got to kind of cap time the market right, and that's hard. So you're looking around the market at the moment, going, "Well, lithium's come off a bit. The excitement's maybe come off a bit." Is there still the is there still the sort of uh, interest in lithium? Do you feel is that is that, is that part of this ex, you know expediting matters um, theory? Um, do you think there's a point where perhaps lithium is not as exciting as it currently is? Yeah, well, I think I think the sentiment is is horrible right now, and we were just talking about this before that it's it's the rate of change of how the lithium price has behaved and it's tanked in the last month. So it's down about 75%, um, which is, which is fine. You know, I think even at these prices, people that are producing any lithium product, whether it's phosgamine concentrate or, or lithium chemicals like carbonate or hydroxide, people are still making a lot of money even at these prices. So the, the massive increase that we saw in the price earlier this year and, and last year, I mean, those were windfall profits and that wasn't sustainable. So yes, there is a, uh, a extreme negativity in, in the sentiment right now, but it's still, it's still happy days for lithium miners. Well, let, let's let's well let's let's talk about that because I, I I'm kind of always interested in the the the, the commercial imperative for, for for companies. Obviously, like you're, I guess an exception to the rule is in the sense that one, your timing your timing was good in terms of your entry point and the the, the ability to raise money as as you did then and recently and what you what you're doing with it is allowing you to move at, move at pace, but the end point is where. People you know, realize realize the kind of that up that upside. You've got Arbor playing have plowed money into you know um, Patriot. You've got SQM making bids on you know very early stage projects like Azure uh, in in Australia. Do you think deals like that are still possible, or have we seen the best of it? Oh, I think they're still possible. And just kind of getting back to a previous part of your question that I don't think I addressed. 
I think that the timing and the sentiment are bad right now, but this is like any commodities market and the, the, the money starts to be made in the bottom of the market because this is where you sow the seeds and this is a perfect time to be buying lithium stocks because I don't think that the long-term supply demand dynamics have changed. The EV sales are stronger than ever. Uh, you know, it depends whose numbers you're looking at, but maybe we've gone from 30% compound annual growth to 28%. Um, and, and so you're maybe down slightly, but that doesn't change the trajectory that we're going. And so to me, this is a great time to have some cash in the bank, advance projects as quickly as you can and get ready for the next leg up in the lithium prices because it will come. And I think that because the lithium market is such a juvenile market, we haven't needed lithium in these kind of quantities before. And I think we're going to see extreme volatility over the next decade or so. So that's kind of the strategy right now. Just put our heads down, advance the project as, as quickly as we can, get ready for the next leg up. And at that point, you know, if someone came out and gave us a, a great offer that we liked and it was the right time, you know, you could see us potentially taking it. But we do have the team in place that we can advance this all the way to construction. And so we'll just keep we'll just keep pushing ahead if it's not uh, if it's not the right time and it's not the right number that we're that we're looking for. Okay. And obviously it is the right time to go out and buy uh, lithium stocks, but not all companies are born equal. So in your view, what is it that these sort of these, you know, larger, you know, mid caps, larger companies are looking for? How do you paint that picture? How, how do you sort of put a bow on um, what it is that you are uh, in comparison to what it is that they're looking for? How, how do you marry those two things? Sure. Can you and do? Th thanks for keeping me on script. I keep answering questions from your previous one as we go. <laughs> but uh, so so I'll I'll continue to do that and try and tie it into what you just asked. But um, in terms of looking at M and A in Australia, so it's one of the hottest places right now. Like you mentioned, Azure, and we've seen what happened with Liontown, where where Gina Reinhardt came in and blocked the sale to Albemarle. And I think when you look at Australian companies and lithium assets, especially with the environment and the dynamics that have been playing out there, they look pretty expensive. And I think it's only a matter of time until that M&A appetite comes to other places like Canada. And to me right now, I think there's three main places that investors are looking at. It's Australia, Brazil and Canada. There are some big deposits in Africa, but those have challenges from from a uh, jurisdictional standpoint, but also from an infrastructure standpoint. And so those are the jurisdictions that I think you need to look in. So if things are expensive in Australia, that really leaves two places to go out and, and look at other assets, which would be Brazil and Canada. And so how do we tie a bow on it? I mean, I always come back to this as there's two main things, and that's the resources that you have on the ground and then the infrastructure. And infrastructure is incredibly important for these deposits because it's not like a gold deposit. It's not like a diamond deposit where you can just fly the product out on an airplane. These are bulk commodities. And just to give a sense 
of this. So it takes about eight tons of ore in of, of lithium pigmentate to make a ton of spodumene concentrate. And so if you have a hundred million ton deposit that you're going to mine, that's about 12 million tons of spodumene concentrate. And I'm not sure if I've gone through this with, with you before, Matt, on these interviews, but I had to do the math on this and what does 12 million tons actually mean? So this is like filling Sky Dome. So this is the baseball stadium in Toronto. It's from the field all the way up to the dome, all the seats in the stadium. So you fill the stadium five times and that would be the equivalent of 12 million tons of spodumene concentrate. So when you think of it like that, that is a massive amount of material to be sending somewhere. And if you don't have infrastructure, it's going to be incredibly hard to do that. And so that's why I say infrastructure and resource potential are pretty much um, in, in the same boat. And, and infrastructure actually might be even more important than how much lithium you actually have in the ground. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, like, like I appreciate you kind of spending a little bit more time with me on the kind of commercial uh, realities because I think uh, I was talking to the CEO last week and he said, you know, the, the, the most important thing for us is very quickly, you know, answering a couple of questions around um, the economics and this and the saleability, you know, in terms of what what it is that they've got into the market. So size doesn't, as you say, size isn't necessarily kind of key driver. It's about can you make money and margin. Um, a good margin at, at that. So, um, okay, well, good man. Um, more assays coming out soon. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's Every right. Week? We have uh, we've got about a hundred holes good man. left to release to the market. I think we've increased this to eight per week. So, you know, we'll have some pretty steady news flow until we have new results coming out from the Witcher program, which is starting around January seventh. 